Hi, everybody. Welcome to That's Life, where we are still a bit full from everything we ate last night and wished we felt just a wee bit badly about it. <laughs> it's one of those situations that if I ate meat, I'd probably still be flashic. You know what I'm saying, from <laughs> Good morning, folks. Thanks for listening. I'll from you. I'll get to you in a second. I'm Miriam Elwalik, blogger, writer, general manager here at the Nachum Siegel Network, wishing everyone a gemar chatimatova. You can find me here right after Allison, right before Nachum's live lunch. Probably pretty stupid to be wearing a big clunky necklace on the air. <laughs> because every time I move, I have my own sound effects. Coming to you from the home of the Nachum Siegel Network on the absolutely beautiful Lower East Side today on this gridlock Thursday. Good morning, Avrami. Bokerto. How are you? Thank God, doing all right. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to coin Pope Lock. You think that'll work? We can give it a try. Let's start. I'll t- Google it. See if someone else is already there. When I when I woke up this morning, Young Kipper was trending on Twitter. I'm like, we are trending, but not for the right reasons. But that's neither here nor there. But I was like, all right, let's see what about the Pope and Gridlock and whatever. There was no hashtag I could find for Pope Lock. But since there are frozen zones all over Manhattan and warnings of random street closures, nothing New Yorkers like more than random street closures. Waze, by the way, is going to have a field day today in Manhattan. No, wait, go this way. No, wait, go that way. Um, Yeah, it's going to be a hoot. I want you to know, I mean, I'll stop rambling about the Pope in a second. Um, My daughter's doctor on the Upper East Side canceled all her appointments. She's like, we're in a frozen zone and the Pope's residence while he's here is right here. Nobody's going to be able to get here. I canceled my office hours. So we're getting out early? Is that what you're saying? Um, you are not, because on the Lower East Side, <laughs> it is clear sailing down a here. Pope free zone. <laughs> it's certainly certainly here at the Knock Seal <laughs> Network. It is. If you are a new listener to the show, by the way, Booker Tov to Jamie. If you are a new listener to the show, thank you for taking a break from your day to tune in. If you are a returning listener. Thanks, as always, for making us part of your day. Follow us on Twitter, Nahum Siegel Net, all one word. Miriam L. Wallach, all one word. Specific shout-out to Jamie, because we had a tough time getting a non-broken fortune cookie around here. It was dicey. We were down to the seconds. But Jamie was able to manage a non-broken fortune cookie. So let's do this quickly, because we have a full show today, and I do not want to lose time, but I've gotten so much criticism about not doing fortune cookies, I'm, I'm resorting to peer pressure. Oh, geez. The void is the boundary of heaven and earth. I do not want a fortune the day after Yom Kippur that references heaven and earth. That is just crazy karma. Yeah, that's pretty cool. (laughs) See? Jamie and Confucius are all working together. Time to buy a lottery ticket. Oh, by the way, we're totally buying it. See, I did it again with the necklace. We are totally buying a lottery ticket during the live lunch. It's definitely happening. Uh, National holidays today. Let's just do this quickly. It is punctuation day. So shout out to Mayor Fertig, my my forever editor in chief. Um, you you gotta know that you always need an editor in life, and for me that is Mayor Fertig. And tomorrow, besides the fact that it is Math Storytelling Day, which I'm not exactly sure what that means, except all the stories I used to tell us why I didn't have my math homework. It is National One Hit Wonder Day, Avram. We could spend the whole day just playing One Hit Wonders. That is a day. For you and me. It is also National Psychotherapy Day, which could also be a day for you and me. Let's get to our first guest, Joanna Shebson, Fun in Jerusalem, founder, CEO. And she has a, a what, what is your title, Joanna? Fun in, fun in Residence? Me, re, fun Master? Fun, fun Expert. Ah, my apologies. Fun Expert. Thank you. To you too. Thanks. And welcome back to the program. I, I love having you on. And this is a good time of year to have you on. 
because for those people, as you wrote on Facebook, if you're not already on a plane, this is what you could do in Israel next week. And your Sukkot guide, which I was able to peruse this morning on the Internet via your website, funinjerusalem.com, is filled with unbelievable things to do. So tell me, first of all, where people can find this family guide if they don't, if they want a hard copy instead of looking at it online. So the, this focus, the best thing to do is to find it online and to download it as a PDF ah, and print okay. it at home. Okay. Um, we, Sukkot came early. I don't know how that <laughs> happened, but as soon as the summer was over, it was Sukkot already. Right. So unfortunately, we weren't able to print it in the past. We've printed some guides and put them in the Jerusalem Post, and you can look forward to that in the winter. Got it. We'll be doing okay. that again. Got it. And I noticed, by the way, this is issue number six. How does that feel? Yeah, it does. You know what feels amazing is in issue number six, there are so many more special events and festivals and concerts than there was, you know, when I did issue number one or two. Right. And it's just, it's amazing to see how the activities, the world of tourism is growing in Jerusalem. So is that it, is that people are, are more excited about um, putting events during Cholomoid and making it a really family-centered time of year for both tourists and residents, and so we're hearing about more things? Or is it that Fun in Jerusalem has grown to the point where it is the source for people who want to both advertise their information and their event and for people to go to to find out about those events? Well, I'll tell you, there are a lot of um, new events that we've got this year that I wouldn't have known of, wouldn't have known about in the past. And I got phone calls saying, we've heard about you, we've heard that you reach the tourists and the locals, and we want to tell you about our activities so you can pass on the message. So there are a lot, there are a lot of new things. And I think also as a city, um, the city has really focused on having more festivals, more street fairs, um, making sure that festivals like the Kite Festival at the Israel Museum happen over Sukkot, where they used to be in, at the end of August. And they realized that Sukkot was a better time, and they wanted to reach the tourists, so they moved the, the festival. Got it. And what about, uh, well, let's go to the back first, because as a person who's a magazine lover, for some reason or other, I always go to the back page first, and that doesn't matter whether it's a magazine insert or you know something I get in the mail. But the sound of music taking place at the Beit Hillel Theater Workshop at Hebrew University on December 6th, December 8th, yes. December 9th. I mean, it's got so many, so many dates, but this is a huge deal. So the Beit Hillel Theater has really has put on some fantastic productions. They did last um, Hanukkah, they put on Beauty and the Beast, and it was a sold-out show. Every night was sold out. Um, they're great family, it's great family entertainment, and... They most recently put on a production of Hello, Dolly. Oh, wow. And they realized that for Hanukkah, they wanted to pick a, a show that was going to really, really reach as many ages as possible, and it's The Sound of Music. That It certainly is. Is it a slightly abridged or tightened version? Because for those of us who are familiar with the play, there is a part one and a part two. <laughs> yes, I am sure. Sachakol, as they say, all together, it's about an hour and a half. Oh, wow. See, that's a sound of music I could totally sit through again and again. Tell me about some of the exciting things that are happening in Jerusalem during Cholomoy that are unusual or not what we have seen in previous years. Okay, I've got um, three different things I'll tell you about. Great. One is um, the Somet experience is a visitor center based in Gush Etzion. Um, Somet is an organization that create that bridges technology and halacha, so they're the ones who are responsible for creating Shabbat elevators and wheelchairs that can work on Shabbat. 
um, pens that doctors can use on Shabbat and so many other different things. And they've opened up their visitor center now to, to tourists in English and in Hebrew. Mm. And they explain the whole concept of what what they do, and they show you technically, you know, some of the different items that they've affected. And uh, it's a great, great experience. That's unbelievable. Uh, that's actually on the on September 29th, am I right? Yeah, that is going to be every day of Cholamoed and can be arranged also on Friday or Isruchag for private tours in English. Oh, very cool. And what's the Sukkot Family Challenge at Ammunition Hill? So Ammunition Hill has really tried to um, encourage families to come and, and hear the story of the brave fighters who fought for in 1967 um, for the city of Jerusalem. And they've created different activities to make it fun and challenging for younger kids also. So they have a ropes course there, and they have a, um, a tour of the bunkers, and they've got different games and workshops going on. And that's going to happen every day of Cholamoid, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. The only thing I have to mention, because I've always got to give my Fun in Jerusalem tip, it will be packed and Ah, there will be long lines. So it it could be that you'll wait for one part of the ropes course and have to wait half an hour for it, and you should know that you can always arrange a private ropes course before or after the uh, event that's happening at Ammunition Hill. That is a good tip. Are there events that are um, mentioned in the events guide, in the Fun in Jerusalem events guide, that even by now are going to be so sold out, people should probably just skip them, or there's still availability for all of these different things? I think most things still have availability. We have this new activity, which is fantastic, which is sold out, um, which is a biblical bread workshop, also in Gosh Etzion at Pat Bamelach, cool. and it's run by David Katz. Um, fantastic, but he's like, he, he emailed me, I'm completely sold out <laughs> for Pesach, so if you're, plan- I mean, for Sukkis, if you're planning to come in the winter or for Pesach, you should already um, contact him in advance. Oh, that's cool. And so, Okay, so that was item number one. Um, and you said there were two other things you wanted to make, mo- make sure to mention. Yes. So there is also a really interesting visitor center in the old city called Beit Getz. Beit Getz is the, the house of Rabbi Getz, who was the rabbi of the Kotel up until the 90s. And... I mean, he has, his grandson runs the visitor center, and he has so many interesting stories to tell about his grandfather and about the old city and growing up in the old city, and he does a theatrical tour in the house and through the old city and also a PU team concert that you can arrange. So the, the house itself will be open for visitors with English tours um, every day of Cholomoed, including Friday. And it's open from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. So sometimes it's nice. hard to find something to do in the evening. Right. And that's a great thing to do. See, it's so nice because when you go to all these different places and you try them out and you do what I would call um, a test run or take a test drive of each of these activities, you bring your kids. Whereas so many of us who get opportunities to get sneak previews or, you know, VIP treatment have to leave our kids at home. But for you, it's integral. If you don't bring your kids and you don't get their feedback, there's no point. Yeah, my kids, uh, they, they don't always consider themselves lucky. Sometimes they'd rather <laughs> sit on the couch and watch some TV. But usually when they say to their friends, oh, I've been there, I've done that. So it, 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 they are very lucky. Right, that gives you cool mom factor. What's the, um, what's the next thing that we can mention, the third item? Well, especially because you're on the Nachum Siegel Network, I've got to mention some of the concerts yes. that are going on over Sukkot. Good. So there is the United Hatzalah concert, which this year for the first time is going to be in Binyaneho Uma because they're expecting so many more people to come. Wow, I see that and as Avram Fried and Yaakov Shweki. 
Yes, and it's, they say, although only Nachum would be able to tell us this, that it's the first time they're performing together. I uh, th- I will tell you that when I looked at the combination, I, I looked at it twice. I'm like, are you sure? But... You know, he would he would know for sure. And I will definitely have to confer with him during our next show during the live lunch. But that is a superstar ticket. Yes, definitely. And they still do have tickets available. um, But that is going to probably end up being a sold out show, I would expect. Oh, I would wholeheartedly expect I would wholeheartedly expect that. Nachum Siegel would have tried to be there. Thank God he's already booked for those dates. Um, But that's a but that's an unbelievable opportunity. And and both performers um, are obviously known both for their hits and for their golden oldies and also for being unbelievable performers. Let's talk for a second that about the fun that continues during the year. It's towards the end of the insert, and it's called the Jerusalem Chugim and all the different things that take place that you can be a part of all year round. So basically, in Israel, um, what you might call it in America after school activities, you call them a chug. And chugim take place um, throughout the year because school ends here relatively early. At For some schools end at 2, some schools end at 3.15. <laughs> and the after school life here is really rich. That's what I would describe it as. There okay. are sports chugim and English chugim, um, horseback riding, bands. You know, you can join a band. Uh, there, there's a new chug now at the Hebrew University in Givat Ram that's going to be a science chug specifically for English speakers. It's the first time they're doing it, so that's a really, really exciting. And, um, and then there's always, you know, one of our most popular chugim is Think Higher, which is an engineering and robotics chug. And I'm really excited to say that this past summer they had a camp, and the camp director called me and said, I, you know, our registration is really great, but we don't have enough girls. We have too many boys and not as many girls. And what can you do about it? And I, I started posting, and I posted some, you know, a blog post about great chugim great summer camps for girls. And he said by the end, he had almost 50% girls in his <gasps> camp. That was really, really exciting. That's unbelievable. I mean, it's wonderful. And I'm so happy that he identified the fact that it was an issue, that he didn't have girls. Right. No, he really wanted to balance it out, and he really felt like girls could benefit just as much from his camp. And it's a Google Maker camp, which it, it, it's, it's a very high-quality engineering camp. So are they learning to write code? Um, they learn all different things. They learn to build websites. They learn coding. They learn robotics. They build all sorts of things from Legos, and they, they then um, make them, engineer them into robots. Unbelievable. Um, yeah. That's really so fascinating. That's and, and reassuring, I have to be honest with you as well. It's nice to note that, um, that somebody noticed that girls, and in a forum where we still have to remind ourselves that girls should be there also, that they're actually making an effort. Last question before I, before we, I leave you. Six reasons to do a, scavenger, a Jerusalem scavenger hunt this Sukkot. Give me the number one reason, because the Jerusalem scavenger hunt is a huge hit and is an annual hit. So tell me what is the top reason, in your opinion, to make sure to book this scavenger hunt. The number one reason is because kids love games. And if you are able to teach them about history and about culture and let them meet the natives and do it through a game, you'll be the most successful. Oh, cool. Very, very cool. Something I still haven't done, but maybe please God on my next trip, maybe I'll do it with you and this way you can just, you know, do all the answers and it'll go faster. <laughs> well, if you have a short attention span, there's also a shook dash. <laughs> 
Oh, good. All right. The dash is the shorter version of the hunt. Because you know me. I'm the person who wants to know why yoga can't go faster. Exactly. Right. (laughs) That's the thing for me. Joanna Shebson, the fun maker from funinjerusalem.com. You can get the PDF of her Sukkot guide at funinjerusalem.com as well as signing up and signing up for her newsletter, getting additional information and signing up for all these different opportunities. Joanna, a, a Chag Sameach to you. I can't believe we're doing this because... You know, I just finished fasting. I know you finished fasting earlier, but it's crazy. But I wish you a, a beautiful Sukkot holiday and um, and my best to everyone at Fun in Jerusalem. Thank you. Can I say just one more thing in closing? Absolutely. The last summer was a very tough summer, obviously, for everyone and in Israel. And this is the first time now, I would say, with the Sukkot holidays, where all of a sudden there's a feeling like the city is full of tourists, and it's oh, wow. a wonderful feeling. And I encourage everyone to spend their vacations coming to Israel. Wow, that is a good, that is a good, good pitch, good pitch. So if you if you don't have plans yet, hop a flight. <laughs> yes, Joanna, thanks so much. Thank you, Chag Sameach, and to you. You're listening to that's live here at the Nachum Siegel Network. My next guest is a first time guest here at uh, That's Life, but certainly we've been playing his music for a while, and it is my absolute pleasure to welcome Simcha Liner to the air. Good morning, Simcha. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining me. You have two, you have two shows coming up. You'll, you'll be the Levine and Liner concert. Uh, you are paired with Baruch Levine, who joined Nachum this morning on JM in the AM. You have one show in Muncie on September 30th. You have one show in Brooklyn, October 1st, and you are celebrating the release of SL2, which... I have to tell you, is already on replay constantly at the Wallach household. How hard was it to release this second CD after coming out with such a great hit the first time around? Oh, it was such a great experience because we really had an opportunity, you know, to be a little bit more creative, a little more out of the box, um, because we sort of set the standard with the first album, you know, a little bit more safe, playing it more mainstream, commercial. And then here we were able to just, you know, be ourselves and, and take it as a can. It's so funny that you mention that because um, there's a um, you take a lot of risks on this CD, not in ba- not in a bad way, but in terms of being out of the box, you use lyrics and you use yeah. passages that are not your typical how shall we say Mehera or Od Yeshama yeah. or something else. And speaking to my favorite track on this CD, hands down, which is track six, which is uh, Nigun HaChachma. And language and, and, and verbiage I have not, I am not familiar with. But all of a sudden, I find myself singing, singing, singing this niggin and being a part of it and speaking these words, which don't come easily, not because I'm not familiar with Hebrew, but because I'm not familiar with this passage. And so there's a refreshing aspect to this CD in the fact that you took chances. Yes, that song in particular um, was being recorded in Yoki Brisbane's studio my uh, producer, um, the guy that wrote it was making a demo, and uh, Yossi Briskman is walking through his basement where the studio is housed, and he goes, I want this song. <laughs> and he literally bought it off the guy on the spot while he was, you know, just composing it, and uh, it, it turned into a real masterpiece, Baruch Hashem. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it sounds like it was a little bit of love at first sight, and for good reason. It's um, It almost speaks to the Simcha Liner-esque kind of planning of an album where, as I, as I like to joke, people shouldn't just listen to the first couple of tracks because while they're good, there, is st- there are still jewels deeper into the album. People should be um, adventurous to continue going through. I know that I myself am, 
am also guilty of listening to the first couple of tracks of a CD or an album or, you know, an iTunes what, download just a couple of times on the first time around over and over again, never traveling back. But true to Simcha Liner, there is so much goodness towards the end of the CD, especially the bonus track. Thank you. We actually had a real challenge on this album, structuring it. Um, once all the songs are done, how do you choose an order, you know? And typically, the albums are front-heavy, you know, they try to put the hits up front. Right. We really had the opportunity on this album to spread them out, and we actually kept songs a little bit shorter um, than, you know, some of the albums of old, just so that you can actually get through the album, you know, from one trip from Phoenix to Brooklyn, you know, <laughs> with a little bit of traffic. With a little bit of traffic. I had, a, yeah, I, I completely hear that, although my uh, drive from Long Island to the Lower East Side lets me listen to it more than once in completion, but we can, Perfect. we exactly, we can, I can say that it's a complaint, but it certainly in this case is not. I joked with Nahum off the air that your second album is like The Godfather 2. You know, The Godfather 2 was a great sequel to The Godfather 1, and it's hard to make a sequel. Godfather 3, you know, people have their complaints about. But um, do you consider the second album a sequel, or it stands alone from the, from the first one? Um, it's hard to know, because in, in terms of, musicality and as a singing career you sort of go with trends to some extent and you try to set trends so we try to look at every album at the you know current position that the industry is in and the needs and wants of the consumer so today on this album you'll find uh, significantly less horns you know trumpets saxophones than there ever was there's a lot more digital elements but at the same time keeping true to you know, Jewish music, or, or however you categorize that, um, there's a lot of organic and natural music on the album, even though it's mixed together with the digital tracks. So you get this beautiful harmony of, you know, the digital stuff combined with the music that we're used to. So, right. No, I wouldn't I'm... say it's a sequel, but I would say it's a, it's a continuation of the, the, of the, you know, the ultimate goal was just staying with it and keeping up with the times. I did notice that there was no cowbell. There wasn't, thank God. <laughs> I guess that's a plus. Baruch Levine and Simcha Line are available, are, are performing together, both in Muncie and in Brooklyn during Colomoy. Tell me what we can expect from this show. Is it going to be a combination of the two of you together? Are you going to be playing, I can't call them oldies. The first album is not old enough to dub it an oldie. Right. So tell me how we're going to, uh, tell me what people can expect. And uh, I've already bought my tickets, folks. Jewishtickets.com. Okay. Are you kidding? Of course I did. Jewishtickets.com. You can also call 718-677-1010. So tell me what people can expect from the show. Sure. Um, first, firstly, we chose uh, very strategically Muncie and Brooklyn. Muncie is a, a, a perfect location, you know, very, very close to the whole North Jersey. Um, even if people that don't want the Brooklyn scene, you know, it's close enough to come in from Brooklyn Wednesday night to the show. It's going to be a slightly more intimate show than Thursday night, not in terms of production, but just in terms of the, all the seats are a little bit closer to the stage. So everything, you know, everyone in the, in the hall will be, a, you know, just a, another one step closer to the stage. Um, Baruch Levine and I, had the privilege of releasing Project Relax together just a few months ago, um, where we did medleys and duets of uh, 26 of the most popular, you know, uh, slow songs for mm -hmm. the most part. Right. A couple at the end of each medley, it speeds up. So you can definitely, definitely um, expect full medleys from, the al from that album being performed for the first time live, as well as um, 
quite a few tracks from my from my second album, you know, FL2, also being performed for the first time live. So it should be an interesting experience for myself and for the crowd. You know, it's a real privilege to. I, I always look forward to those first performances live. It's like, you know, just the the, the ultimate feeling of of setting the music free. There's a real challenge, though, connecting with an audience in a bigger space. I'm sure you've felt that dichotomy between having the intimacy and then working a little bit harder to make sure that even in a bigger space, the audience feels like you are connecting with them. Yes. And uh, for those who have seen Baruch and I perform together, we are, um, we, we've done this many, many times together, um, and we are taking this show on the road, God willing, uh, in the next few months. Uh, across the country, across the world, hopefully, um, and there's an unbelievable chemistry just because of the, the just the amount of performance time that we've spent together. Um, it's really it's, it's a unique, unique performance, and we do completely out of the box music aside from our own. You know, just keeping it really fresh, really interesting, and it's a nonstop show. It goes for a couple hours straight. Amazing. Without you know, it, you, by the time it's over, you're like that. That was just an experience. You know, and I we am really. No, I'm sorry. Keep going. No, we really look forward to um, participating, you know, the crowd participating as well, because that is sort of who Baruch and I are, you know, facilitators as much as, as, much as performers. Well, I can tell you I'm personally looking forward to the show, and, I mean, I, it would be an incomplete interview if I didn't ask you if Nigun HaChachma is included in the playlist. You'll have to uh, oh! see and find <laughs> out. That's it. I'm going to have to ask Nachum to ask you tomorrow morning on JM and the AM because there's very, there are very few questions that people do not answer when they are on JM and the AM. So you can look forward to hearing Simcha tomorrow morning. He will be on JM and the AM with Nachum Siegel. I think we are slotted for around 7.30, so it's a packed show tomorrow. You definitely do not want to miss that. And I wish you, Simcha Liner, Gmar Chatimatova, and continued Hatzlacha on, on your work. And I'm a huge fan both of your work and of this album. I look forward to being at the show. And again, you can get all information at jewishtickets.com, 718-677-1010. Levine and Liner, you don't want to miss it. Both nights of Cholomoid, you have nine, September 30th and October 1st at 8 p.m. Call a vote to you. Thanks so much for making the time. Thank you for having us, and we look forward to seeing you. Yeah, absolutely my pleasure. A Chag Sameach to you. You've been listening to That's Life here on the Nachum Siegel Network. We are going to pull up in the background, because I do not want to run out of time, from this uh, this unbelievable album. If you haven't gotten it yet, you really should. It's track nine called Zamru. Nachum actually closed JM in the AM this morning with it, and I said, but I'm closing That's Life with it. But that's how good it is. We can all play it together. Let's go through the lineup for the rest of the day so you know what to expect, what to look forward to, and what not to miss. We have a full afternoon of programming right after That's Life. The live lunch hosted by Nahum Siegel. He will be joining us a little later in the program. Avrami and I will start it off. Then from 11 to 1, sorry, then from 1 to 2, Sammy Schechter hosts No Soap Radio on the stunt show. Then at 2 p.m., as Nahum announced this morning on the JM and the AM, the king of Swaziland is scheduled to be live on the air with Nahum Siegel only here at NahumSiegel.com. Tomorrow morning, Nahum hosts JM and the AM. From 6 to 9 in the morning on NahumSiegel.com, jmnam.org, 91.1, 90.1, and 91.9 FM. As I mentioned, Simcha Liner will be on, Ellie Gerstner will be on, Malcolm Holmline will be on, and of course, Rabbi Yudin. Everybody is on that show tomorrow. Naomi Nachman has an encore presentation of Table for Two tomorrow morning, right after JM and the AM of Rummy Host Saturday Night Siegel. Matzei Shabbos starting at 9 p.m. 
10 p.m., renowned speaker Rabbi Y.Y. Jacobson hosts Eternal Flame. 11 p.m., David Lichtenstein hosts Headlines. And get ready for Sukkot with JM Sunday from 7 to 9 in the morning with Matis Wine Guest. I leave you again today with Zamru by Simcha Liner. Make sure to buy your tickets, folks. I will see you there. Chag Sameach to all. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys. Kimela kala adet, 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 kimela